you know, if we don't, if we don't pray um, with anticipation, then when God answers, we might miss it. You know, so I think that's another way that, that we're going to be way more sensitive, way more ready to see uh, the answer and then to say, hey, and then begin to testify. And that, that gives God the glory. You know, like I prayed this prayer and this is how God answered my prayer. Well, hey, welcome to the Decision Point podcast. I'm your host, Mark Hopson, president of Decision Point, where our mission is to proclaim the gospel to the next generation till every student has heard. And in this process, we are calling a generation of young leaders who are ready to stand for Christ, live for Christ, witness for Christ, and endure hardship for his name because he is worth it. And today we want to talk about living for Christ as uh, men and women of prayer. Hey, last week we had a great episode with Natasha Crane talking about standing for Christ in a culture uh, that's uh, increasingly secular, increasingly hostile to the Christian faith. If you missed that episode, make sure you go back right after you listen to this episode and check that one out too. Natasha had so many valuable things to share with us, but today we want to talk about prayer. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had Dr. Bill Thrasher, a longtime professor at Moody Bible Institute, on the show with us uh, to help us talk about, you know, revitalizing or resurrecting a dead prayer life or even starting one for the first place. Uh, make sure to check that episode out if somehow you didn't see that one already. Uh, but today, I'm so excited. We're joined by Rich Hung, Decision Point Director for the whole state of California. Rich, welcome back to the show. Mark, thanks for having me back. Man, it's so good to have you on again. Uh, thanks for being here. Last time you were with us, uh, we talked about being people who are fed by God's word. And you encouraged us uh, about reading the Bible and even memorizing the Bible. That was awesome. We want to just keep going with that and talk today about being people who are fueled by prayer. And Rich, I've just so appreciated your commitment uh, to both of these things, to being a, a leader who is fed by God's word and also uh, one who's fueled by prayer. Uh, and you gave a talk one time or a training that I've never forgot that just combined so many uh, key things from the Bible about how we should pray. And I'm excited for you to share that with uh, our listeners today. So, okay, just give us the teaser, Rich. Uh, when you when you think about how we should pray, what what are you telling students today? How should we be praying? I'm telling students we should we should be praying fast. And that's not fast like talking really fast to God in terms of speed. It's a it's a fun, memorable acronym. F A S T. We need to pray fast. And yeah, oh, you're right. I like it, that. It, let's not, yeah. And let's not tell them what the acronym means yet. Let's like leave them hanging on the edge of their seat, right? Don't go giving it away. No freebies just yet. No, right? not yet. No, no, no way. Not yet. So I think it's awesome because, you know, um, I was just thinking as we were getting ready to start our call today, you know, like uh, the disciples, you know, were, they were young people and they came to Jesus and they said, hey, Lord, teach us how to pray. And I know so many of us want to be people who pray, but we need the Lord to teach us through the word. Okay, how do we pray? Both of the things we should be praying for, uh, the attitudes we should be having in our heart. How do you make sure we're praying from the heart uh, to the Lord? So I'm, I'm just so excited for you to share what in the world pray fast means. But maybe back us up a little bit. How did you decide to kind of write this training and what kind of inspired you to do that in the first place? Yeah, this whole this whole acronym, Pray Fast, came out of 
really preparing to train students and young people and even the adults who are who are sitting there um, how to pray in light of evangelism how do you actually get into a gospel conversation and one of the ways that we training in our in our ministry is hey one of the first steps is to prepare the conversation and the way that we prepare is through prayer and so really thinking through that hey how can I teach this how can I help people um, really engage uh, themselves with the Lord in prayer and really it was through that that pray fast came about but yeah we're, we're, we're gonna kind of leave a cliffhanger for a little bit longer right Mark <laughs> yeah, gonna, I like we can dive in right now <laughs> the, the, I mean hey that uh, we, we've got a lot on our to-do list you might as well make it make it a quick prayer right so no no okay you, well let's do this so tell us what in the world this acronym let's just take it one letter at a time how about we do that uh, what does that first letter stand for according to Rich Hung? Yeah, well, let me ask you first, Mark, a, a series of questions. And I love to ask these series of questions even in the training before we get to the first letter. So I would love to ask, and I'll ask you this, Mark. Uh, in Spanish, uh, what does the word con mean? C-O-N. Con, it means with. Okay, bing, bingo. Boom. Ding, ding, ding. And, you got it right. And I know it it's a weird joke, Rich, but you know, my wife, Shelly, grew up in Peru and she's a native Spanish speaker or, you know, spoke it growing up. And I, I like to ask her if she'd like her coffee with con leche. And I, I it makes me laugh every time. She there we go. Says, her. yes, please just pour me my coffee. And yes, I'll take a little milk and, and grins and bears it. But yes, con means with. It means with in my Spanish book, you know, mis papas fritas con. Uh, con queso, right? My, my, my fries with cheese. Um, okay, let me ask you another question. What does this Latin word mean? What do you think it means? It's the word fide. Fide. It's a Latin word. Man, I, I, and here what? I thought as the host, I got to ask all the questions. I love this. <laughs> okay, okay. Trick question. No, I know this one. Fide means faith. Means faith. And so when we pray, we need to pray with con Fide. And so what does that what does that sound like in English? What English word does that sound like? Man, I'm gonna go, well, it sounds like confidence first. Exactly. And so that's uh, that's why I love to, to to share up front is that when we pray, we need to pray with con fide. We need to pray with faith. We need to pray with confidence. And that's what that first letter in pray fast is. F stands for faith. And we really believe that when we pray. And we open our mouths to pray that the God of the universe actually hears us. We need to pray with faith. We we need to pray with confidence. Are you praying with confidence when you're praying uh, any prayer that you're praying to the Lord of all of the universe? And so uh, we need to pray with confidence. We need to pray with faith. You know, I love that because I think, Rich, that's so different than how we in our own flesh uh, often pray. I mean, how many times do we go to the Lord in prayer and we have a big problem or a big need or a big situation that we really want him to do something about? And if we're honest, we're we're not trusting him. I mean, we're worrying even as we're praying. We're Maybe we don't believe that he's actually listening or he actually cares and we're not trusting him for even that. Um, but I, I just think that's so helpful because it, it's not the way our hearts naturally come to God in prayer, is it? Yeah, I think this is, it really engages our hearts. It engages our minds in, in a way that's just, you're not just going through the motions. You're, you're really uh, praying with, uh, just as God said, to, to love him with all our hearts, uh, our whole hearts. You see that all throughout scripture, God wants it all. And so it really, it really does help engage our hearts and minds and um, to think about it in that way, to pray with that confidence. 
to pray with that faith. Kind of fills okay, it so, out a little bit more, adds a little more weight to it. So, okay, um, t- take us into the Bible. Where do we see this as a, a, a truth that we need to actually be praying with faith? Where, where do we see that in the Bible? Yeah, one of the, one of the verses I love is uh, Hebrews 11, 11, 6, and it says, you know, and without faith, without it, it is impossible to please God. It's impossible to please him for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and he rewards those who seek him. That's Hebrews eleven six, and so yeah, faith is 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 so key. It's it's the way that we we came into following Jesus, and and even the faith itself was a gift from God, and so we use that gift to to put our trust in Him. But the same way that we came into the faith is the same is the same way in which we need to continue on in the faith, and it's by faith, right? Uh, we started by faith, we continue on in faith, right? That's what the whole, really, book of Galatians is about. And so, um, in the same way, when we pray in those those most singular moments, in uh, moment after moment as we pray, this whole lifetime of praying in faith is is really a whole um, life of faith, you know. So it's another way to display and to declare. God, we trust you. God, we are dependent on you. God, we can do nothing apart from you because what? It is it is not by our works. It is is by faith, is by dependence and and trust and desperation. And so uh, I love that verse, Hebrews 11:6. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, you know, and I think about it, I think you know that's probably why it, it you know it's so important to God that we pray in faith. I mean, if we're not believing that he exists, that he rewards those who diligently seek him. I mean, I, I can imagine being on the other end of that uh, prayer request thinking, what, what is this guy doing? I mean, he's coming to me with his problems, but he doesn't really believe that I care or that I'm powerful enough to address the situation. What what kind of prayer is this? And uh, I love how you talk about the whole Christian life is by faith. I was looking at Hebrews 11 earlier this week with some of our leaders and just the phrase by faith comes up. Well, I'll ask you the question. You know how many times by faith comes up in Hebrews 11? You, you got me. I, I don't. I, I would have thought maybe lot. five, six, seven, because <laughs> I know it's a constant refrain throughout Hebrews 11, but it's 19 times. Wow. And it's just this constant refrain that all the things that the heroes of the faith did, David, Noah, Moses, and Joseph, and everybody, they did it by faith. And so I think that's so key. But Rich, I mean, okay, so we know it matters to God that we have faith, that we come to him in faith in our prayers. Uh, let me ask you this. Why Why do you think that's so hard for us? Or, or why is it that that's just not the way we tend to approach God naturally? Yeah, I think naturally, uh, especially here, I, I live in the LA area, but I think so many other places in the world, we're so busy. You know, we're so, we're so busy. We're, we're moving from one thing to the next. Uh, we're, we're just not taking time to stop. We're, we're not taking time to think, uh, to, to reflect, to ponder. And so, again, we it comes back to faith. You know, I, I tell students often times when when training about this that hey, one of the, one of the key things to you know evangelism, but also to to reading your Bible and to to all, doing all these spiritual disciplines is is faith. You know, I say hey, when when you when you crack open the Word of God and you read the pages of Scripture, right? God's Word is living and active. It it, it requires faith to believe that the God of the universe is actually speaking to you. And, and when you evangelize and you open your mouth, it actually takes faith to believe that, that God actually wants to speak through you. You, you are my ambassadors. You're God's ambassadors. He's wanting to make his appeal through you. And in the same exact way, when we get on our knees to pray, it requires faith to believe that the God 
who created you, who created all things, the heavens and the earth, actually hears you, and that He actually wants to hear you as well. Um, there's a there's a verse in First、uh, Peter chapter three, around verses ten through、uh, through twelve, and it says, "Turn away from evil and do good." Seek peace and pursue it, for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and His ears are open to their prayer. You know, God, He He is eager to to hear your heart, to hear your prayer, to hear your cry. He's He's actually waiting for you to come to Him and and, and to pour out your heart. And you see the psalmist write out, uh, you know, uh, write that David says, "Hey, to the people, hey, pour out your hearts before Him." You know, in Psalm sixty two. And so God is God is eager, and、um, you know He's He He can hear us if in faith we believe、um, and come to Him. Yeah, that's so helpful, Rich, because I I think sometimes we we can struggle to remind ourselves of the hard things about God that we need to keep in mind. But I mean, these are some of the like the just beautiful, <laughs> like naturally beautiful, like to wait to to really when I wake up to have my quiet time and ask things of God to remember that He actually cares about me. He told me to cast my cares on him because he cares for me, and he's big enough to handle all my problems. Like these are like the easy things I should be rejoicing to remind myself of every day. And、uh, I think I love how much you point that out.、Uh, okay, well, Rich, let me ask you then some questions. So we'd say pray with faith.、Uh, what are some prayers of faith that you've seen God answer in your life and ministry? Yeah,、uh, I'll just share one just just recently.、Uh, I would say several weeks ago, I was watching the Chick Fil A and. Uh, was grabbing a quick bite,、uh, and and I just saw these two dudes walk in, huge, tatted up,、um, probably six six foot or over, and、uh, yeah, I I kind of joke around saying it looks like they just came back from war,、uh, just just totally yoked, and、uh, you know they probably just came back from working out, and I just felt prompted to to share the gospel with these guys. Well, lo and behold, they sit at the table right next to my booth. And I'm just like, praise God that God loves these guys infinitely more than I do. So I need to pray、uh, with faith. I need to pray, God.、Um, these, you know, I'm filled with different feelings of of I just want to eat my lunch in peace. I, you know, I just want to get onto my next thing. But God, fill me with Your compassion. God, fill me with boldness and help me to obey. Help me just to go. And so I resolved in my heart by God's grace and、um, and, and through the, His 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 grace over me through that answering that prayer right there. To、uh, give me the boldness, to give me the courage to okay. After I finish this meal, I'm going to get up, and so I did. Threw my trash away because the trash can was next to them, and I turned right to them and began to、uh, engage in a gospel conversation. And found out one of the guys is actually a believer.、Uh, he was、uh, getting ready to become a senior pastor of a church, actually. And the other guy had no idea who Jesus was. He says, "Oh, they lied about Jesus. It wasn't two thousand years ago. It was a thousand a thousand years ago. He was a freedom fighter and all these different things." And yet, I got a chance to say, "Hey, can I share with you who I would say Jesus is? Who I would how I would describe who God is according to the Bible?" And they both said yes. And I got to share the gospel there. So that was an answered prayer of just asking God for His grace to help me just step out in faith and plant a gospel seed right there in the middle of the Chick Fil A. Another example that came come to mind was one of the trainings that we used to do with a lot of college students in our ministry, and it was the end of the retreat and the training up at a retreat site. And they said, "Rich, Rich, you know,、uh, Emily's car won't start." And Emily was a college student from Biola. And I said, "Hey, let's okay, let's go. We're gonna pray right now." They said, "But no, we already prayed." I said, "No, we're gonna we're gonna pray again." 
And I just, I remember in that moment, um, just being filled with tremendous faith. And I told them, hey, pop the hood. They popped the hood. I called everyone over. I said, hey, whoever's here, come around here. <laughs> Lay your hands over the engine and, 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 and Emily get in there and, and start the engine. And so I just start praying, God, you know, just a bold prayer of faith, very specifically like, hey, God, start this car, display your power, your glory in this time. And, 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 and she tried the turning on the car and boom, it turned on. And all of us were just giving God glory because now we didn't have to call AAA or the car service. Now we didn't have to wait there all afternoon and, and miss lunch and, and whatever and be stranded. Um, this, this student was able to, to go home and to take some students with her that she brought there and everyone would go to lunch and, and, and get on with the rest of our week. So, um, that was just a very powerful, uh, memory of just God answering a very specific prayer, um, in our ministry, but also in witnessing and, just I could share more of just everyday life, but God is uh, God is faithful. You know, He yeah. cares about uh, not just these big things, but just uh, even the little things yeah. that we go through every day. And I think those examples are they're great. Thanks for those stories. They're great stories. They're also I think great examples of um, maybe two different types of situations. The first one, uh, man, the things you're praying for are things that we just know God's going to say yes like every time to most of those things that you prayed. Okay, I prayed, Lord, for boldness. Well, okay, uh, God will never say no to giving you boldness. You know, Lord, fill me with your spirit. I mean, God's never going to say no to giving uh, an extra measure of his spirit to those who ask. We know this. Jesus promised us that in the book of Luke. Uh, open doors. Well, okay, you pray for them. You may not always get them, but he, that's something God likes to do. To do. So he, he might let you get shut down, but he, he might just open that conversation uh, like you're praying. And Lord, did you soften their hearts or at least work in their hearts for the Lord? We know the Spirit's already in business doing that. So, you know, you got a lot of things that you can be confident, 100% God's going to say yes. And then on some of them, well, this is the type of thing God wants to say yes. Cars working again, man. We don't always know, but we can ask, right? <laughs> yeah. Or your keys, you know, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you can ask. And, you know, especially when you're on business for the Lord, you you know, okay, Lord, I, I should be asking you. And I, I love that story too, because it kind of reminds me of an opposite story of myself where I felt that nudge and I, I'm embarrassed, Rich. So I hope no one's recording or watching. Hey, this I've right been now. there too. If I know, I can get uh, thinking where you're going with to it. pray and just didn't. <laughs> And we were down at a school, Fremont High, South LA. You probably know the school well. And they were going to have a uh, an outdoor uh, rally uh, sharing the gospel, and the sound system wasn't working. Mm. And, well, you, know, you can't hear about Jesus if the sound system isn't working. And I felt that urge to go lay hands on the sound system and pray. And probably that part of me that didn't want to look weird, uh, sadly, I let that side win. And it's actually bugged me because I didn't pray. I think the sound system eventually got working again, but it, to this day, I still think if I'd have prayed, I think God would have done a miracle and just healed that sound system. Mm. But I will never know, will we? So we can we don't mm. want to miss those chances, especially when yeah. the Lord's prompting us. I mean, it reminds me of another story where somebody on our team had the faith at a, at a similar school, uh, at Roosevelt High in East LA, where we were on a mission trip helping students at the school, you know, lead outreaches at their school all week long. And they'd been advertising break dancers to come and perform and share the gospel for the students. And you know what? I mean, Christian break dancers are, maybe there's a lot of them out there, but how many of them do you have on speed dial on your phone? It wasn't like we had just this whole Rolodex of, let me find all the 50 Christian break dancers in LA that we can call for such a thing. But we found one group and the day before the outreach where they were supposed to show up, they canceled. 
like the night before. And I'll never forget a young man named Daniel was leading the team that week. And I heard that he'd got, you know, this update that the break dancers had canceled the night before. He prays this quick prayer, goes back to bed. And then sure enough, you know, midnight phone rings and, you know, watching Daniel on the phone. And he's like, you know, yeah, well, it's tomorrow. It's at 1230. And like, what's going on, Daniel? And he says, oh, that was just another Christian break dance group. They heard that we needed somebody for tomorrow. They wanted to know, could they come? And I, like, I mean, I kid you not, it's midnight the day before the outreach and God provides for this outreach because somebody had enough faith to say, wait a minute, God can take care of this. Let's just ask him. And he did. And so I just think, man, st- for students listening, man, let's pray big prayers, bold prayers, specific prayers. Uh, prayers of all ranges. Lord, help me share with this one person right now, or Lord, take care of this this obstacle that just seems insurmountable to me, and let's see what God's going to do. So, Rich, okay, I think that takes us to the. Can we can we can we get a sneak peek? What is this second letter? We've got F. We know it means faith. Though you confused us a little bit with the Latin on cone and fide, but I think we got it. F stands for faith. What in the world does that A stand for? A stands for anticipation. And I love to fill that kind of with another word, you know, expectation. When we when we then we pray with faith, we pray with confidence, you know, now do we really believe that God is, is going to answer? You know, that God is, are we anticipating or expecting God to answer? You know, are we looking to his hand, to his hands to see what he's going to provide and how he's going to move? So, yeah, there's a there's a great Bible verse I love for this one. And that's Ephesians chapter three, uh, verses 20 uh, through 21. Now, to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, you know, according to the power at work within us and to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. You know, he is able to do far more than we can even ask. So the expectation that we have is, Hey God, I'm praying the simple prayer in faith, but yet I know that God, you can answer and do more. You, you, you can, you can multiply the effects of this prayer. And so God help me to, 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 to wait eagerly, uh, you know, at the edge of my seat just to see how you're going to answer this even simple prayer or bold prayer. Yeah. You know, when you start thinking about this, okay, praying with faith then means we need to pray with anticipation. Uh, and you start to kind of just listen to how you talk or how Christians around you talk. You'll hear something, at least I do, uh, people use a phrase, and I've used it too. Uh, I, you know, I prayed, but I didn't really expect God to do anything about it. And well, I've tried to quit doing that, but it's, it still can be some, something so natural to us to pray, but then not have that expectation that God's actually going to answer my prayer. And, you know, you hear this enough and you think, okay, I don't want to be that guy. I want to be the guy that prays and then, like, just looks for the answer to prayer that God's going to bring. And I think of this verse that I know, uh, Psalm 5, verse 3, it's in the NIV. ESV translates it a little differently. I think the idea is still there, but uh, just for clarity, we'll go with the NIV for this one. He says, and David says, in the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you. And I wait expectantly. And I think, man, that's the posture we need to have with this anticipation, you know, to say, okay, Lord, I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to start watching. Like, where's <laughs> where's the answer to my prayer? Because I believe I've just prayed to a God who cares and is powerful. Um, but again, Rich, I just think it's not how we we often pray. Why why do you think it matters to God that we pray with anticipation? What, I think it just goes back to do 
do we really believe, you know, if we're not yeah. expecting, why did, yeah. why did we even pray that prayer in the first place? You know, it was, it was just ritual. Uh, it was just going through the motions, saying, uh, speaking words into the air, but not really believing that you're speaking to a person, you know? And so that, that's why, that's why it matters. You know, that's why it matters. It's, you know, Hey, you know, that's why we appreciate when, when people are, uh, you know, Hey, look at me when you were speaking to me, you know, or, or, you know, people, uh, really appreciate when you're looking at them, when you're, you're, you're speaking to them. And so in the same way, it's like, Hey, you're, you do realize that God is, God is ready to hear, like God wants you to, to, to look upon his face and, and then, and then look to his hands to see how he's going to provide. And so, and, and then being content in, in, and, and God's wisdom with, you know, uh, whatever he, he's holding back, you know, that that's for our good. And so we can always be rejoicing, uh, no matter, no matter the outcome, but yet still know that, uh, out of God's wisdom and grace that he can, he can answer. So I think God, God wants our hearts to, to really be, uh, really engaged, uh, with him and then to be watching, you know, if we don't, if we don't pray, um, with anticipation, then when God answers, we might miss it, you know? So I think that's another way that, that we're going to be way more sensitive, way more ready to see, uh, the answer and then to say, Hey, and then begin to testify. And that, that gives God the glory, you know, like I prayed this prayer and this is how God answered my prayer. Wow. God is so good. And in that we're, we're proclaiming the goodness of God. We're, we're proclaiming, we're pointing people to God even through this. So I think there's many reasons why, um, you know, God desires us to, to pray with expectant hearts, anticipation. That's a great word. I mean, we, we might miss the answer that God gave. Wouldn't you hate for God to hold you accountable someday? You know, I answered like 600 of your prayer requests, but you didn't even notice, you know, like, wow. And it goes on and on. It goes, there's, you know, and then if, if we miss it, then, then we miss out on Thanksgiving, you know, we, and we miss out on, on, on expressing that gratitude, you know? So there's just this ripple effect that uh, we miss out on a whole host of, 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 of blessing and giving glory and testifying and proclaiming and giving thanks. You know, if we don't, if we're not seeing or we're not looking to God and um, praying to him and then anticipating his, his answer. Well, I think that's a great, great principle, Rich. Thanks for that. I was thinking of, uh, uh, Elijah, you know, James tells us in James five that Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, uh, paraphrase here, but it's like, he, but he controlled the weather. And of course he's talking about that, that passage, uh, in first Kings 18, you know, where Elijah is up on Mount Carmel. He's just had this huge showdown with the priests of Baal. Uh, boy, did he pray some prayers with faith and anticipation for that showdown with the altars and the water on it already. But of course, you know, it's been three years since there's been any rain. And so he decides to pray for rain. Now, God told him to, so he had a, he had a leg up maybe on us with our anticipation. God told him to pray for rain, so he probably knows, okay, well, God's going to bring rain. But still, he has to apply that faith and anticipation. And I love how it says, like, he, so he tells the king, uh, Ahab, in verse 41, uh, hey, there's the sound of rushing rain. And he tells him that before he even goes ahead and praise. <laughs> You're like, well, that's praying to the anticipation, you know, announce that God's answered the prayer before you even start praying it. And then of course he starts praying it and he has his servant go look seven times to see whether it started to rain yet. Like, has it started yet? No. Okay. He prays again. Has it started yet? Well, go look. No. Okay. Praise again seven times, but it's just this 
amazing picture of a guy praying in faith and then anticipating enough that God's going to do it, that he tells the king in advance it's happened and then just keeps looking seven times in a row to see has God answered my prayer yet until finally God did. And I think that, man, that's the kind of prayer I want to pray to say, Lord, I'm going to, I'm going to pray and then I'm just going to be looking, I'm going to be watchful, I'm going to be on the hunt for how you're going to be answering. And then I think that can just help me with things move forward with confidence, knowing I've prayed God's going before me now, and I can just have tons of courageous hope uh, for whatever challenge goes before me. But Rich, okay, we got to get your next two Uh Pray fast. We've done F for faith. We've done A for anticipation. I'm just dying to know what the S and the T stand for. But before we do that, we are going to take a quick break. Hey, it's Heather. Are you a Christian student? Do you want to make an impact for Jesus? Maybe looking around your school, you see your friends and classmates struggling and you want them to find hope in Jesus. But where to begin? What if you could not only give your friends the gospel, but your whole entire school? It's possible, and you don't have to do it alone. I wanna encourage you to join students across the nation in the Lead in Outreach Week Challenge. We've seen thousands of students lead outreach weeks on their campuses, most of the time in their auditorium or gym, during lunch or after school. And as a result, thousands and thousands of students have heard the gospel and many given their lives to Christ. So here's the challenge for you. Lead an outreach week at your school. Lead five days of prayer, promo, gospel events, and follow-up so that everyone at your school has the chance to meet Jesus. Now you might be wondering, is this even legal to have a big gospel event at my public school? Yes, it is. If it's an approved student-led event through the Christian Club where attendance is optional for all students, you can proclaim the gospel all you want. I got to lead an outreach week in high school and it was so great. Nothing was better than growing in my faith, teaming up with these Christians on campus together, really giving our whole school the chance to hear the gospel. I saw people come that I didn't even think wanted to hear the name of Jesus, but they listened, asked questions, and even some responded in faith. The Spirit was moving. I remember passing out a flyer to a student, Martin, that day in the library, seeing him come three days in a row, asking questions about God, and later that week he made a decision to accept Christ and even started coming to church with my family. There's nothing better than sharing the hope we have in Jesus and leaving the results to God. So if you wanna see an awakening to the love of Christ at your school, I wanna challenge you to take the Lead and Outreach Challenge on decisionpoint.org slash outreach. You'll get to go and get all you need to be encouraged, equipped, and empowered for this challenge. Go ahead and go to decisionpoint.org slash outreach. Hey, well, welcome back. Uh, glad you survived that cliffhanger there. Thanks for hanging with me. We've got Rich here. Don't worry. He is going to fill us in on the rest of the pray fast. So, Rich, we can't wait any longer. The anticipation is through the roof. What does the S stand for? <laughs> S stands for specific. We need to pray specific prayers. Okay, so, specific. Yes. Tell me more about specific. What What do you mean when you say specific? And 
where where did you get this from that we need to be praying specific prayers? I believe yes. it, but okay, I'm just devil's advocate here. What does that mean, and why why should we? Yeah, because I think oftentimes we pray in vague generalities. You know, we're used to it. Oh, you know, oh God, thank you for this day, or at meal times. Oh God, thank you for this food, or oh God, bless me. You know, things like this, um, or even you know, you know, help, help me, God, or. Uh, strengthen me. And I think those prayers are really, really great, especially when those are in uh, tough circumstances. You know, those one, two word prayers, help, help me, strengthen me. You know, those are, those are, those are powerful prayers when that's all you can pray. But I'm talking about just your, your, your normal prayer life. And I think getting specific, uh, begins to put some, uh, some teeth to our prayers. And again, like anticipation, it really, um, helps us begin to really look for these things. Um, not like we're looking under every bush and, and, and all these things, but you know, it, it makes us more aware and more sensitive to when God does answer to really say, whoa, that, that was the answer to my prayer right there. And, and also, you know, like I said in the beginning, is that this training came out of really thinking through how do we train, um, a people in evangelism? And so, you know, when we're praying specifically, we're praying, um, that God would specifically save people, right? So, hey, we're praying specifically over, you know, friends and their names, using their names. Hey, look, I'm praying for my friend John and, and my my classmate Sally, you know, and even your your family members and whatnot. And so you're getting that specific where you're literally presenting uh, names before the throne of God, you know. And God, I pray that you would you would you would use the circumstances in their lives to turn them to you, Lord. And you know, maybe maybe we look at people in in their lives and your the fr- your friends, and it seems like everything they have everything going on for them, right? At school, right? And uh, and they're they're smart and all these things, right? And it's like, man, but um, they don't see their need for God. And so even praying bold prayers of God, I I pray that you would even allow by your goodness and grace to bring some hard things into their lives, to help them see uh, you, to find you, that you are more lasting than their academics or even a future career of, of financial success. Those things aren't bad because you can use those things for the kingdom, but they're not everything, right? Uh, the only things that are going to endure past this are not going to be those material things. It's going to be the glory of God. It's going to be the word of God. It's going to be the souls of men and women that he have been created in the image of God. And so we can begin praying these specific prayers that God, would you say, would you turn people from their sin and in and, and all and any error of their ways to the truth and to, to, to Christ? Why? So that they can know your forgiveness so they can know the acceptance that came through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And so you begin praying this specific, man, you're start, you're, you're praying the gospel and you're praying the blood of Christ. The, so, so you see where this is going. It's so specific, but as, as you go deeper, deeper and fervently, right? We want to, we want to be people who are praying fervently and that's biblical. Pray, pray fervently is, is then you get more specific and, and you're, you're engaging your heart. You're engaging your mind. You're appealing to the gospel to really uh, begin interceding for the lives of these people. And that's biblical. I mean, first Timothy chapter two talks about, you know, praying all sorts of prayers and intercessions, you know, for, for Kings and those in authority, but you know, we're, we're not only supposed to pray for, uh, our president and vice president and, and national leaders, but that's, that's everybody. We need, we need to intercede for the lost. We need to intercede for those who are, who are completely cut off from Christ and, and hellbound. So um, we can we can really pray powerful prayers as we get specific. So that's that's really helpful, Rich. But and as we 
I don't want to make sure students don't hear the wrong thing with that. So we can still thank God for the day. Amen. We can still thank God for the food. Amen. We absolutely should still ask God, strengthen me and help yes. me and bless yes. Brother Rich. And boy, yes. while you're at it, pray for God to bless Brother Mark. And I mean, these are wonderful prayers to pray. Amen. Amen. We just believe that God also invites us to take make sure we don't just stop there and and actually bring real requests before him with something specific that we actually want him uh, to do for us. Uh, you, you know, uh, uh, Andrew Murray's book, uh, With Christ in the School of Prayer, I, we've read it together and uh, many times with our staff. And I was, I was, he was, you know, he has a whole chapter on this. He's got, it's called With Christ in the School of Prayer. And he looks, as you know, uh, 30 days of 30 different lessons that Jesus, you know, had for his disciples on prayer. And for Andrew Murray, one of them is pray specific. And, you know, he looks at uh, Mark 10, uh, 46 to 52, where there's the blind man on the side of the road near Jericho. And he's praying a, a wonderful prayer. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And my, that's a, I mean, that's probably the most important thing you could pray to Jesus is for him to have mercy on you. Um, but then Jesus takes it one step further with him. He hears that prayer. And then in verse 51, he says to the man, what do you want me to do for you? And we don't know what tone he asks him in, but he invites this blind man to take his request one step more specific from have mercy on me to what do you want me to do for you? And man, I bet all sorts of things were going through that guy's heart. You know, like, I, man, I, do I dare to say what I really want? Do I believe this guy could even do anything about it? But he he prays, prays a faith-filled specific prayer. Lord, I want to receive my sight. And then boom, <laughs> you know, Jesus does the miracle and heals him. And so Murray says, okay, so we need to get there with our prayers as well. We need to pray specific. I think, Rich, a funny story I think about with this, funny but also powerful, you know, and uh, you know um, uh, Pastor uh, DJ uh, and they're in LA and good friend of, of both of ours. And, you know, he, you know, when he was a student, you know, 20 years ago uh, at La Mirada High, you know, he had his first outreach week. And we started praying some specific prayers together. At least I was praying for their outreach. I, I think they were praying for this as well, that 500 students would come. And we were praying that specific prayer. I don't know where we got the number, but it was just a, what to us represented a whole lot of students hearing about Jesus. And that seemed like a good thing to pray. And sure enough, uh, wouldn't you believe it, 500 students came to their outreach and what I didn't anticipate was that like two or 300 of them got their free pizza and turned around and left right as soon as they walked in the door after they got their free pizza. And I th remember thinking, Lord, I didn't know how to get technical with you. Could Okay, next time we want 500 students to come. And Lord, this time we'd actually like them to stay, you know. And and uh, sure enough, the next outreach they had, I don't know if it was 400 or 500, but this time they all stayed. And you could have heard a pin drop as students were there hearing about Jesus. I was just kind of wondering, as you think about this, Rich, and specific prayers, are there any specific prayer requests that you've prayed uh, where you just know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God answered your prayer that you could encourage us with today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, God's so good. I, I want to just encourage students, if you're listening here, um, some specific prayers of prayer are what we've talked about if you've been following us here on this podcast is is pray five you know pray pray for five people in your life it could be uh, classmates at school it could be 
your friends. It could be family members that don't know Christ and start praying that God would give you an opportunity to uh, share the gospel with them and, and pray that God would save them. There was a student um, that heard about this strategy and actually uh, never I didn't see him again for a whole year. Just saw him a couple months ago, uh, him and his family. And I ran into him. They, they recognized me and said, hey, we heard about Pray 5 last year. And, uh, you know, students been doing it and not only five, but about maybe 10 students or more. And so what happened was that uh, he told me he didn't see anything happen until last spring. He was uh, in chemistry class and maybe doodling something uh, after maybe, I don't know, maybe some downtime and is, is doodling a cross on the back of this uh, worksheet. And a student next to him said, what is that? And so it got this conversation going. But lo and behold, that student was actually on his pray five or pray 10 list and a, a gospel conversation of a back and forth, forth uh, back and forth text messaging conversation went uh, ensued. And then uh, asking some hard questions, got the youth pastor involved, was texting back and forth. The student was researching Christianity online. And uh, one day the student got a text message saying from the student saying, I think I'm a Christian. And the story doesn't end there because the family is now picking up the student on Sundays and taking them to uh, their local church on Sunday. And the student comes from a family of culturally Buddhist parents, uh, but functional atheists. And so here's a completely unchurched student who who's coming to Christ, who's going to church um, because his friend has decided to pray for him. Um, there's been other things I've prayed specifically even way before um you know, I, I created this, you know, as a, even as a young believer, I was going on a mission trip and, uh, you know, the, the leader was just saying, Hey, like we, we need to be set apart, you know, a real serious call to holiness. And he says, just there's thing. And I was a young believer, you know, I'm like coming out of just living, living in the flesh and living, living my way. And he was saying, you know, if there's things in your life that you just need to make right, you know, and, and for me, there was kind of a, a reconciliation thing and that came up to mind. And I'm like, how am I ever going to talk to this person? I don't, I don't have their number. I haven't talked to them in years. And I was, uh, I, I, I got on my knees on my face and I said, God, this is, this is the baggage. I feel like I need to, I need to deal with before I do this mission trip overseas. And, uh, my first mission trip, I was young. I was just out of high school, I was, uh, 19 years old. Um, maybe I was 18 years old. Maybe I didn't even turn 19 yet. Uh, but around that age, and I got on my knees in my bedroom and I prayed a specific prayer, God, like help me get connected with this person. Uh, that year, my high school, high, public high school basketball team made the CIF uh, championship and they're playing at the Honda Center. It's a big arena right next to across the freeway from Angel Stadium, if you're familiar with the, the Orange County area. And uh, we we're there. The, the, my high school basketball team was uh, and I played high school basketball all throughout high school they were playing a huge arena. I imagine just a professional sports arena packed, right? There was a dude I went to school with since first grade who saw me from like the other side of the stadium. He still had my number and messaged me. I randomly Wait, asked in him. In real he, time, he's messaging yes, you. Yes, yes. I'm like, what? He, and, I, <laughs> and I just, I just, I'm like, he knows this person I need to get right with. So I'm like, do you do you know so-and-so? And he's like, oh, they live with me. What? And uh, I was able to then get in contact with the person, meet them in person, and just kind of, you know, say, how, how, tell wow. them how I got saved and wow. all these, and just testify. That was a miracle. And so as a, as a, as a young believer, you know, it was just like, wow. You 10,000 people I, there and yeah, God lets them see you. 
it was wild. So it was just like, God heard my prayer. God answered my prayer. And as a young believer, you know, what did that do? Strengthen my faith. <laughs> yeah, God is good. Well, I think that's one of the most powerful reasons to pray specific prayers is you see God answer and then your faith grows. Amen. And that's what God wants. Okay, well, Rich, very brief. We're almost out of time. Give us the tea, put it all together, tie a bow on it, and help us. What do we do for tea? Tea is we got to pray together. And you know what? There's there's value in in, in praying in the secret place, right? Close the door. Um, But there's also value in praying together. And mind you, the context of Pray Fast came out of really preparing training people in evangelism and and the idea with it was then taking people sending people out two by two hey you want to go out two by twos and uh as as before you go out and start engaging people in gospel conversations is take time to pray so pray together you know and so that that's just really coming together encouraging and you see that throughout the scriptures people come come into a place of prayer uh, you know, in, in Acts 2.42, they're uh, committing themselves to the word of God and to fellowship, breaking of bread and what to to prayer. And so um, there's such value in that. And so we can do that whether we're getting ready to go evangelize or getting ready to, to worship the Lord, you know, uh, as, a, as a family on Sunday or small groups or your Bible club or your Bible study that you're doing with your friends or um, or whatnot. You know, there's such value in praying together and encouraging our hearts as we seek God. Together. So we want to, we want to pray on our own. We want to be people. We're not, you know, trying to be, you know, where we're praying better prayers in public than we are in private. Uh, we don't want to neglect the private prayer. We just want to add to that pray together. And what a great thing that God gives us that we were, you know, even just on an earlier episode with Andy talking about boldness and how the, you know, you got to, you know, one of the keys to boldness is spend time with your crew, you know, fellow believers that are on a mission together with you. And we saw it together, even in that Acts passage, as you just you know, alluded to, uh, where by praying together, God fills them with more boldness than they would have had if they were just all isolated and on their own. And what a gift to know that we have that ability to pray together for a common cause in the Lord and ask God to do something. Uh, I, I think of students we've seen where they just decide, yeah, see at the poll, that's not going to be once a year. That's going to be once a month or that's going to be every other week, or that's going to be every week. We're going to be gathering Christian students on our campus to pray for our school. And what an amazing thing to see what God does through these students as they pray together in public for the gospel to go out at their school. Just seems like something right out of the book of Acts. But uh, Rich, thanks so much for all that you've shared with us today. We're, We're nearly out of time, but I just want to give you the final word as we're thinking about being people who are fueled by prayer with faith, anticipation, praying specific prayers together. What would be your final admonition for anybody listening to today's episode? Yeah, my encouragement would be very similar to an encouragement I gave in the uh, being fed by God's word, developing a desire for scripture uh, podcast episode. And in there, I said, you know, uh, if you want, want to grow in terms of reading the word and, and, and being a, a man or a woman of the word of God is to just go directly to the source, go directly to God himself and say, God, make me a man or woman of your word. In the same way, I want to encourage you today, if you're listening, is just go directly to the source and and be like the disciples in Matthew chapter six. Lord, teach us how to pray. You know, I still actually pray that prayer. And so I want to challenge you and encourage you to go directly to God and say, God, make me a man or woman of prayer. God, give teach me how to pray. Give, give me a heart to pray. And, 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 and you know what? That takes faith. That takes anticipation. You're praying specifically and you can pray together with someone uh, that prayer as well. But I uh, definitely want to encourage you just go directly to God, ask him to make you to be the kind of person, you know, he wants you to be 
and uh, he can make you that person. Amen. Well, Rich, thanks so much again for joining us. Thanks for your leadership there on the West Coast and your leadership of being a man uh, who is fed by God's word, who is fueled by prayer. Uh, so friends, uh, join us next week. We got a special guest, Jude Fillenberg, senior in high school in Tucson, Arizona, who's going to come on. We're just going to do a full episode with Jude, sharing what God's been doing in his life, been doing at his school, through the ups and downs of being a student leader, uh, on fire for the Lord to reach students for Jesus Christ. You're not going to miss it. In the meantime, make sure you follow uh, on your favorite podcast app, subscribe on YouTube, hit the like button while you're there, uh, share it with a friend, uh, share it on your social media, and may even consider sharing this episode with people in your leadership team or in your youth group uh, to say, hey, let's just pray that God builds both of us to be people who are people of prayer, just like Rich shared. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.